Hello! I am lighthearted today because this is going to be a fun one. So we're talking about how in the world I got paid to take notes while in class, I got paid to do my homework, and I got paid to work out. So many different options um, to handle your everyday life to push you closer to a debt-free degree. So yes, like how to pay for school and scholarships and all this other stuff is good, um, but what about getting paid while also doing other stuff on your to-do list? We're going to talk about that today. You don't want to miss out on this fun, like very, very practical episode. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls who are done with feeling overwhelmed by the weight of student loans, cramming for the next exam, and oh yeah, trying to figure out God's calling for your life. I get it. Don't worry, I got you. I know exactly how you feel. I'm Kara, a recovering overachiever and debt-free college graduate, and I'm going to help you find peace to quiet your racing thoughts. You will walk away equipped to bust anxiety, walk in God's purpose for your life, and even graduate college debt-free. So come on and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended, Money and Mental Peace. Grab your cold brew and TI-89 because class is now in session. Welcome! I know you guys are here because you're super excited on how to get paid to do everyday life things. So normally I'd go through and tell you a story um, and then give you like the teaching advice because that's what was advised to me on how to lay out a podcast episode. But we are going to jump right in and like I'll be telling you the story as I tell you tips on things, okay? So first off, Imagine you go to class, sit down, get out your notebook, pencil, pen, whatever. Um, They, like, remember in school before, like, you had to use a pencil, but now you're in college, so you're like, haha, I can make mistakes and be okay with it. Anyways, um, (laughs) and pull out a unique-looking notebook that has, like, paper, like, On the front and back, well, obviously paper has a front and back. What I mean is it has, like, uh, a tear-off page, like a second paper in the back um, to give to someone. And realize that you're in class, you're already planning on being class, and you're getting paid to do so and take notes that you're already going to use yourself and help someone someone else out with. There you go. There's words today. Yeah, so how in the world do you get paid to take notes? I also was paid to do my homework and work out. Well, as you can tell, it's not exactly like they paid me like, wow, we're so excited for you to work out. We're going to pay you just to work out. It was because I was working in a situation that I could do that at the same time. So, okay, so how to become a note taker. That's literally a uh, job at a college. So what I did is I had heard of it before and sometimes um like we call it the learning assistance lab but but any group or lab or like department or whatever that does tutoring at your school or sometimes there's like a disabilities um center that helps students that need some extra help for anything honestly. Sometimes they'll reach out to a student in a class and say that 
there's a student that needs help keeping track of their notes and everything, can you help them out? Or what I did, and as you've known from that previous episode about how I got free textbooks, go ahead and look back again. Um, Let's see what episode number that is. Episode four. Okay, so episode four on free textbooks. Anyways, sometimes you got to initiate. Like, yeah, sometimes they'll reach out to certain students that will match, but initiate. Like, I had heard of this before, but I actually went to the disability services and I'm like, I'm in these classes. Does anyone need a note taker in those classes? So, yeah, apparently someone did. Turned out that I knew him separately. So that was cool. And um, he totally brought me sushi one day. So that was fun. Also, (laughs) I think it was helpful to him. I just sat down and, well, I, I signed up with them. Um, I found out who the student was. I don't think you have to talk in class, you know, if someone's concerned, like they, they're embarrassed if they had a note taker, but the guy I was doing it for, he was like, hey, Carol, what's up? And I brought you sushi and like, yeah, I'd give him the notes after. So basically I'd sit down and just take regular notes. It depends if you're a good note taker, but like, if you're like me and listen to this podcast, you're probably like me. And yeah, I'm kind of overwhelming. Like I like my notes, right? Okay. And then you just tear off the back one, you know, it's like a carbon copy one and hand it over to them. And then I think you log your hours some way. That's that's what we did. And then I got paid. I mean, it was like minimum wage, but I was already in the class and think of, well, I don't know what minimum wage will be when you listen to this. And I don't know how much this will date me. But I don't know what it was then. But let's just say for ease of math, if it's 10 bucks an hour, like, and you're in class three hours a week because it's three credit hours, it's usually less than three hours, but whatever, that's 30 bucks. Like, listen, gas money, um, food, um, hey, a few textbooks, like literally for a whole semester, a few textbooks. 30 bucks if you're following the info I laid out in episode number four. And if you're getting paid that every single week, dude. Okay. Plus we're not only stopping at note taking, we're going to doing homework. Can you imagine going to class and getting paid to just sit in class and take notes and then going to get paid to do your homework and then paid to work out? And okay. So we're getting there. (laughs) The next step was I got paid to do my homework several different ways. Okay, next step, you leave class and you go to your job at, like, a desk. (laughs) Sounds boring, huh? I got paid to do my homework multiple ways. So, um, at one point, I was a tutor. In the past, in the episode four I mentioned before, I had talked about being a writing tutor, and I could also sit and do homework there if there was nobody, like, in line to come talk to me. But also, I was a math tutor, math and science, and honestly, again, initiating. Sometimes they need tutors for certain things, and so they ask for certain people that got good grades. But I think I just went in, and I was like, I've done these classes. I got these grades. Do you need me? Can you use me? Usually any class that you adequately passed, you can be a, or maybe more than adequately, but whatever, you can be a tutor. So I think I was listed for like math and science and other like 
social science classes and just whatever else. And obviously I did writing, as I mentioned, episode four. But um, they just set me up for that. And if nobody got signed up and came in for a tutoring session, I got to sit there and do my homework. But an additional secret, schedule your times when it's not going to be that busy. I remember at one point I was able to come in at like 8 a.m., which in some people's world is not super early, but otherwise it's like not a lot of students come, like it was before some classes started and usually people might be in a hurry to get to class. Like they wouldn't always come at eight, right? And so I usually got like a whole hour, like power hour, as my friend mentor Chelsea Joe says in Systemize Your Life, you should go watch, listen to that podcast. Anyways, she's talking about like business, like career work, but power hour of homework, like in the morning or maybe sometime during the day, but it's when there aren't a lot of class, like a lot of classes are going on. So people will be out. I don't know. Sometimes late in the evening. I I find that with college students, they're more apt to stay up later than, you know, getting up earlier. So not that you want to get up earlier, but see if you can find a time that's less busy to tutor so that you can just sit there and do your homework. So yeah, that would be awesome. Also, at one point I worked at the front desk at just like within the marketing department. I don't mean like the college itself, like marketing itself. I mean like the the business major marketing like that department that wasn't at my community college that was when I went on to Eastern to a university so they had whole separate like you know departments for each major or general majors because I was in a business school so it wasn't just business it was marketing anyways that's a long explanation but I literally sat there and answered questions if people came in or told, you know, the dean of marketing that they were there, or answered phones. But what was cool was, I didn't have a lot of, like, main information, or, like, um, like, things that I specifically directed people to. I was mostly like, oh, you have that type of question? Call this person, or let me transfer you, or, okay, I'll let my boss know that you're here. Like, I had some friends that were in other areas. Like, I also looked and interviewed at the dean's office and the admit, uh, not admissions, like counseling, counselors, um, advisor's office. That's it. Uh, it sounded like the advisor's office was going to be super busy, dean's office kind of in between, and then this marketing department kind of quieter. Try to find kind of a sleepier <laughs> front desk job. Sometimes libraries are busy. Sometimes they're not so much For example, I wouldn't always suggest advising because students are always trying to get in there to be advised, right? And we didn't quite have enough advisors per amount of students. One person got a different job, so it was always just crazy hectic there. I'm glad I didn't get the job there. The dean's office, like this isn't a promise across the board that like all dean's offices will be moderately busy, but in this instance, I asked both the person interviewing me and other workers there, I think, Um, And they said dean's office could get busy because they also would give the student assistant there. That's what usually some at the front desk is a student assistant. They would give them sometimes some projects to do. But other times, 
Like I knew a girl in there who would just watch movies while she was waiting, <laughs> while she was working and there wasn't anything to do. Now, what I'm telling you is to multitask, right? And not in a distracting way, like you're literally trying to do homework and text someone at the same time. Not like that, but like get paid to do homework. Multitask and do your homework there, not watch movies. Anyways, um, so, but then I found out the marketing department was a lot sleepier because it was just like, I would just like refer students to where they were supposed to go or what they're supposed to do or whatever. So I didn't have as much responsibility. And so then I just had a lot of time to do homework. I just planned on it. So yeah, so either tutoring or that. And I actually, again, went and looked for that work. Um, at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about the difference between some, well, you know what? No, I'll just talk about it now. You guys are learning that this is in real time, so I decide what I'm going to do. <laughs> I didn't mention this for note-taking and tutoring because sometimes just no matter what, they might need note-takers or tutors. But in some instances, you can either just get a job or you're under work-study. <clears throat> work-study is like through the government. So it's like basically whoever would normally pay you at the school, whether it's that department's budget or just the overall school, whatever works for that school, whoever would normally pay you doesn't have to pay you. And it's like you're getting paid through government work study. So when I was at the marketing department, it was awesome that they had me, they liked that I came because I worked for them. It was almost like I worked for them for free. So I still got paid, but it's like, they didn't have to pay me. Like it was through government work study. And how was I qualified for that? It was through uh, signing up for like my FAFSA. So yes, FAFSA can be very important. So do that. And, um, you're, not everyone is eligible for work study. And if they are, sometimes it'll tell them, you know, they'll say like, oh, you're only eligible for this much money. So it could just be like you can only do a few hours a week or whatever. But again, remember I mentioned last time, if you work three hours a week and get paid 30 bucks or something, and that's every single week, like over $100 a month, and whatever you could use that for, like that's crazy. That's so good. And plus if textbooks pile up and you have a few months, what if you earn four or $500 a semester? That'd be $1,000 a year. And you, all you had to do was do your homework while you earned that. Like, seriously, go look at that. Okay, so that's work study. And you would need to apply through FAFSA usually, or you can also probably just check with your financial aid office about how to like get signed up or look into work study. But you can also just try to find a job. I mean, like, like I said, works, the marketing department was work study, but the next one I'm going to talk about was just a job, just like getting paid to work there. So, okay. So we've gone through, uh, getting paid to take notes and to do your homework. And let's say after you do your homework, you're like, I'm trying to be healthy, have mental peace also while in college and working out helps me to relax a little bit. So, um, I got a job at my community college's fitness center. It was pretty awesome. So like all I had to do was open or close, or I guess if I worked in the middle of the day, I didn't have to do that. And then there were certain machines that um, we were assigned to clean each like shift. Um, 
people who use them were supposed to clean them after, but that this way, you know, it's just like they had a good cleaning anyways. And then I I could answer phone calls, but like nobody ever called. Uh, it was the fitness center technically, but I called it gym because it's like going to the gym. Or then I also had to check students in, which again, wasn't crazy because they'd bring in their student ID or like driver's license and I just put them in the computer when they came and left. And I could watch when people came and left. Also depends on how you know busy it is. Ours was, we had a lot of regulars, but it wasn't crazy busy and it was kind of small. So I mean, <laughs> I guess it depends on where you go to school and if they have that. But when there was nothing to do, because literally it was just at the very beginning, I'd wash a few machines and then check some people in. I, I, I could have just sat there and done homework, which I did quite a bit. But if I was already there, I was going to work out. So I not only got paid just for my job. And I remember, I know I've mentioned like three hours a week. I, I don't know if I worked three hours or you're going to work three hours a week if you work at a gym. But I think it was more like five at least or more. And hey, I got paid to work out that much. And it was pretty awesome. Again, that's something I went and checked if they needed somebody. So, okay, so let's imagine this. Let's say you do note-taking for one of your classes, and then you also tutor, because I like really need a tutor and you're good at math or whatever, and then you work at the fitness center one afternoon a week or something. Let's say that adds up to 10 hours a week. If you did 10 hours a week times $10 an hour, which will probably be more than that when you're listening, but whatever, that's a hundred bucks a week. If you do that per month, that's $400 a month. If you have four months of a semester, right, that would be $1,600. And if you do it two different semesters, $3,200, plus you're paying some taxes, that's literally like $3,000 you could be earning to do your homework and sit in class and work out. And I didn't mention eat, but you could probably eat while you do those things too, right? And that's just in that case, what if you had two classes that you um, were a note taker for? And I don't know, I'm just making some stuff up. Okay, let's, I'm going to do a little math here. Let's say, okay, so that's six hours a week. Plus, let's say you worked 14 hours doing other stuff, right? Like, you know, it's, that's not crazy unusual to have that many hours at a student position or to tutor or something. 20 hours a week. Okay, you earn $10 an hour, $200 a week. Ah, we're just doubling. That's a good point. I should have thought through that. I can do math. Okay, so instead of $3,000 you could potentially earn for a whole year, you could earn $6,000 and do your stinking homework, sit in class, work out, eat, and I guess get paid to go to the bathroom too, because, you know, if you need to take a break. Literally, why are you not running to your financial aid office or hiring office or disability services, tutoring services, whatever, and begging <laughs> for a position? But like I said, Maybe make sure to um, not show your eagerness too much and just ask if it's usually busy, what hours are usually busy, 
um, if students are allowed to do homework while they, if there's no one there. And let me clarify, if it's a job on campus, it's pretty much always you're allowed to do homework if no one's there. But I think what you could specifically ask is, are there projects that are required in this position if there is no one, like no students come in or something? Because that would be the kicker. Like if you're at a desk job and you just are supposed to answer phones, but you also are supposed to do a project while you wait that, okay, then, then you're not going to be able to do your homework. So just think through that, you know, and ugh, I'm just so excited for you guys. Please, if you do something like this, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram or an email or whatever and let me know because that would be awesome and I might even need to like tell your story, you know, on an on an episode or something like that. Um but yeah, if you're curious how in the world to do this and want to go through some like logistics and planning with me, you could book um book a coaching session. And we could talk about, honestly, we just look on your school's website about how to get hired for stuff like that. Also, we could check out, I don't know, other ways to schedule it around your, your own school schedule. Like, let me just do logistics with you and try to plan out, make a plan for this multitasking for a debt-free degree. So please go check this out. Get paid to take notes, do your homework and work out and I guess eat and talk and breathe and whatever. And if you want to plan an appointment with me to work this out, email me at info at moneyandmentalpeace.com. Again, that is info at moneyandmentalpeace.com. So yeah, I'm super excited to see what you guys come up with in regards to all this and have a great day. Bye. Hey girl. Okay. So before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara. Guys, don't forget what I mentioned in the last episode. The first five people to email me this coming month, January, or the rest of the month, January 2022, will get a free hour of coaching with me. And we can go over any of this stuff in this episode or anything that you're frustrated with, with paying for college, or um, figuring out how to handle your anxiety. I'm not a social worker, therapist, let me be clear, but just like, we can talk about stuff that I've done in the past. Um, Anyways, so email me at info at moneyandmentalpeace.com, and we'll get you set up. And if you're listening to this probably after January of this year, um, still reach out to me. I'm sure I'll periodically do sales and stuff and I'd love to connect with you. Have a great day.